tuned in to the Catholic Avengers with Jeff Kassab and Pilaris Haki, brought to you by the Eastern Catholic Reevangelization Center. All right, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Genesis 4-9 Men's Group Podcast, also known as the Avengers Podcast. This is Polaris Hockey, and I got my co-host. Jeff Kassab. Jeff Kassab. Welcome, Jeff. How you been, brother? I'm doing great, man. Uh, it's nice. Actually, I've been seeing a lot of you I'm lately. so sick of you. I really, I see way too much of you these days. I saw you pull up today, and I hated you. I couldn't stand looking at you anymore. Oh, man. Well, that's just going to make our conversation even a lot more interesting today. So, and you know where I'm going with this. No, I yeah. can't wait. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah. So what's been new in your life? What's been going uh, on? Nothing much. Just, um, you know, work and enjoying the weather and trying to get through this crazy times we're living in. But, you know, hey, God is good and we make the best of it, uh, whatever we got, whatever. Amen. Whatever's handed to us, we just make the best of it. I'm not enjoying my pool. I know where you're going with uh, this. I'm going to get ahead of you on this. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, a, I'm a new pool guy this year. And just so, ripping on me. Let me just say that oh Pilar has bought cases and cases <laughs> Of gallons of I don't know what every chlorine, chemical every chemical you can think sell. of, and on Sunday the pool guy at the store threw them out. He's like, "Bro, get out of here! You you're putting way too much chemicals." We went there on the Fourth of July to go swim in. It was nice was, on the Fourth of July. Was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I went there on the 6th of July. It was green. It looked like a pond. I don't know what was yeah. going on. You know? <laughs> and he's, he hasn't got his straight since. So he's really frustrated. I'm on third. He's lost sleep. He wakes up in the middle of the night checking the pool. <laughs> I would say I would say it's cold sweats, but it's worse because it's a pool thing. I can't even think of water when I'm sleeping. I, I've been, I'm on my third pool guy. It's pool guy number three. I like this guy. I think they know what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm into about $600 worth of just chemicals. Bags yeah. and bags and gallons of chlorine and algicide. And, and if, if you're a pool guy out there, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what you're doing, it's a disaster. And then at the end of the day, he finds out his filter is not working. So, you know, <laughs> go figure, right? It all comes down to the dank filter. What his wife do? gets up at 5 a.m. And as soon as first thing she wakes up, he tells her, Laura, how? Is the floor clear? Look at the ball. Bro, go to sleep. Worst man. part of my day when I wake up. 502, look outside, it's green. I hate my life. What are you gonna do, man? What are you oh, gonna do? So I've been, I've been chronicling this with Jeff over the course of the last eight days, and I've never seen Jeff so amused by being some by seeing someone so miserable. It's really it's really not very Christian of you, Jeff. It's not. But you know what's funny is the frustration in your face, it just cracks me up, I, man. Listen, a lot of men listening to this podcast can probably appreciate this. I hate losing, especially to an inanimate object. Like, I'm goal-oriented, and I said, I'm going to, the the second I saw a tint of green, I said, this is easy. I know what I'm doing. I have experts that I'm paying to help me with this. Total disaster, bro. I'm 14 days into this. I hate everybody. (laughs) I hate everything. Well, hopefully... before the summer is over, I mean, you know, you have to figure it out. This is, we got a big update for you, Jeff. You don't even know this. I don't, maybe you know this. What? Tomorrow, brand new filter coming. Oh, yeah. Brand new brand filter. New filter yeah. coming Laura in. told me, yeah. Brand new filter. I'm very excited. Yeah. Tomorrow, we start the process of running through this again. But there, the guy did tell me there is enough chlorine in my pool to kill a small child. So I got to be very careful. <laughs> and you have nine of them. <laughs> have nine you have to be very them. careful. Yeah. We've, got the, we've got the lock on the door. So Ham and I, every day, uh, text them in the morning. Hey, update on the pool. Update update. On the pool. You know, I'm acting concerned, but I, I just want to go and swim. It's hot. You're you know? so happy. And I'm trying to make it look like I'm concerned about the pool, but I really just can't wait to go Listen, swimming I've again, known bro. You, I've known you now five years, I think. I've never seen you more happy than watching me be miserable with this pool. This but, is The only the only silver lining in this is that you're so amused. <laughs> Everybody else hates oh this. My oh, gosh, my gosh, man. This is great. Yeah, great. yeah. so uh, Jeff, we got, a, we got ourselves a couple of guests here today. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to introduce the fine gentlemen yeah. that are with us? We have some. We have or, some original Avengers. We right? would call them OAGs, o- original Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. yeah, OAGs. OAGs. <laughs> <laughs> so we have um, with us Joe Stefan, um, also formerly, actually not formerly, but also known as. Thor. Thor. Now nah, we're gonna get into the yeah, Thor. We'll get we're gonna into that, that in a little bit. Yeah. We have Delon Arabu, and um, you know he's known as Captain America. Captain. Everybody has their roles for a reason, right? So um, we didn't even actually know this, but when we started giving everybody names, and then we said, "Hey, Joe, how about you know you're Thor?" Well, little did we know that at work he's actually got a Thor hammer and a <laughs> Thor hammer in his room, and everywhere he goes he has this Thor hammer. So you know, it's like it's almost like divine providence. Listen, I, I work I work with Joe a little yeah. bit, and the Thor hammer. What that's about is about making him think that his people are afraid of him, but really yeah. his people yeah. they're not afraid. They it's, know yeah, it's well, it's all a ruse. He keeps updating the hammer. You know, every every show <laughs> Thor has a new hammer, so Joe's updating the hammer as we go. Joe, so, welcome to. The the show, Joe. Thanks, thanks yeah. for thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, great. Delone, Captain America. What's up, guys? So you know, Delone is kind of. I mean, he's he's behind the scenes in charge of us, you know. But we give him the name <laughs> Captain America because you know he he's kind of. I love he, America. Yeah, he Mer- loves America. Mer- that's, America. That's for sure, man. <laughs> Welcome so, to the show, Delone. Uh, so, Jeff, us, we man. wanted to start, especially with our guests here, and talk about our Avenger identities. Yeah, we have we have we have documented this well on this podcast. You are the Hulk. Yes. Why is the Hulk the perfect identity for Jeff Kassab? Please. <laughs> Please, we have our opinions here, us three. Yeah, but I know, why? I, I know what we your have a lot of opinions. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know what your opinions are going to be. I'm just going to say it. Drawers full of purple pants. I'm, no, no, <laughs> just I'm angry all, all the, time, the time, man. I get angry so fast. <laughs> I get frustrated so fast. You know, so I think that's one of the main reasons why uh, I, I think you guys call me the Hulk, and I just I can't help it. I haven't yeah. seen you too upset that my pool is no. bad, though. You've been really, you've been really happy lately. So <laughs> behind so the, behind the scenes with us, you don't know what he's been saying about you. Really we have a separate swim. chat. I have, yeah. I have a I have a, a Pilar pools chat. So that's yeah, what yeah. We talk about. Everybody's in it, but Pilar. Yeah, yeah. we're all correct. in it. Can you include me. my pool literally? Guy, everybody is in it, but Pilar. Yeah. To, Jeff's about to start me a GoFundMe. Uh, yeah, we actually was gonna do that, man, to help out with some of the yeah, expenses. Getting out of control. Oh, all my right. Gosh. And so I am I am Jarvis, right? So Jarvis was handed to me this nickname. Well, I was supposed well, to be Iron Man. You well, there you, were you, you are you started as Iron Man, and you were off to a raging start, and all of a sudden. You went quiet, and then we had some robotic type of responses, oh, and then we uh-huh. moved it to Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, some like some like autocorrect response. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. Felt yes. Like. But yes. Jarvis exactly is behind Iron Man. I mean, really, Iron Man can't function his suit or anything yeah. without Jarvis. So, so basically, what you're saying is, I'm the brains, but I'm behind the scenes. Yeah, you guys couldn't do anything without me. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Pretty much. I just want to make Pretty sure everybody much. on the podcast yeah, yeah. heard that. All right, we're on the same page. It definitely was Jarvis. I mean, we'd be in some in-depth conversations, oh, I remember. Yeah. And Pilar would just respond like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Acknowledge. Like, Jarvis. That's my yeah, favorite. Acknowledge. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you the Jarvis oh, response. So, God. Jarvis, that makes that sense. So, why, why is Delone Captain America? Ask him. Delone, why are you, you know Captain America? Just because I mean, you love America? I will say I love America. He does love America. Yeah. I, love America. Yeah. I just want to defend the faith, man. I want to defend God. I want to defend his church and defend America. He's always thinking of the greater good. Mm. Like a Captain America, yeah, yeah. always for the greater good. Every time I, every time I think of uh, Delone and Captain America, I think of Ephesians six when he got the shield of salvation. Oh, oh, yeah. shield. Oh, wow, that's a and, and his sword, and you know, he's always, always protecting the faith. Trying, man, trying. Yeah, I love, I yeah. Love so, all right, uh, Thor. Oh, why am I? Why Thor? are you Thor? Yeah. Drop the hammer. Yeah, because there's times where Iron Man, Hulk. <laughs> 
Captain America are all going at it, and then finally there's got to be somebody who just brings the peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or true. the hammer, per se. Or the hammer. And, yeah. and, and Thor on. just has to lay it down and just calm it down, and then the next conversation mm-hmm. starts, and then it picks up again. Yeah. It um, actually does work out. It that does. Way. It, it really flows. Does. Yeah, it, it really does. It flows pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could chronicle these things in our chats so we can show everybody. It's basically. And what then happens. you know when Jeff and I are going at it, when I get the the image of Hulk punching, <laughs> Thor, that's where you know the love has started. That's where the brotherhood really is. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, remember in the last movie, right? Captain America. That is correct. Hammer, right. And you could tell there, there's an alliance there yeah, too, right? There's an alliance there too. <laughs> Thor was very happy when Captain America yes. picked up that he hammer. Yes, he was happy, wasn't he? Yep. Guys, guys, it's a 40 minute podcast. We can't geek out too much longer. Yeah, all right. Oh, okay, guys. okay, fine. We're done. We're, we're, done. Right. we're, we're, just, wow. we're done. done. We lost so, part of the audience. Let's go to our quote of the, quote of the so podcast. So, the quote. So, every, every, every uh, uh, podcast episode, we like to, to find a quote from a strong Catholic man. I think we've already, this is the second Archbishop Fulton Sheen yes. quote, I think. Um, but. This quote, we were talking about it before the show. It's a pretty in-depth, it's a pretty intense quote. So I'm going to read it slowly. I'm going to kind of put some emphasis on some words, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see what we think about it. So the quote is, Christian love bears evil, but doesn't tolerate it. It does penance for the sins of others, but it is not broad-minded about sin. Real love involves real hatred. Whoever has lost the power of moral indignation and the urge to drive the sellers from the temples has also lost a living, fervent love of the truth. There's a lot there. Amen. There's a lot there. That is a lot. Your initial reactions, boys. Yeah. I love Archbishop Fulton Sheen, man. The guy is just a just such a strong soldier of God, and and he never shied away. And he and he was in the in a time period where it was like hippie stage, and it was very like cool to be, I guess, different. And and that's when communism was strong and everything. And he did. He didn't shy away from just defending the faith and speaking the truth of God's church yeah. in, in such boldness, in such courage, but in such love. Man, how much better I mean, off would we be if he was sitting here there no. right now? He was so ahead he, of his time. He was. He really I mean, was. when you were describing the time, I was like, is that yesterday? Yeah, yeah. really. I mean, really, yeah. You're I mean, right that's what we're living that. in that we same are time. Living in that. We can Who's our Archbishop Fulton Sheen right now? In, in, our, diocese, in our diocese, you, we, got, we got a lot of you know, great priests that, that are courageous like that and, and our bishop is a wonderful shepherd in our diocese at least um, but to, to compare someone to Fulton Sheen is really tough man real love involves real hatred what a real thing to say yeah. and he's talking about real hatred of evil if you right. really are going to love you have to hate mm-hmm. the things that take away love yeah. it's beautiful yeah. Joe any thoughts on that? Cool. so today um, you know, I follow Pope Francis on, on Twitter so he had a little saying today he said on the day of judgment we will not be judged for our ideas but the compassion we have shown for others it, it kind of spoke out to me in reading and reading this quote and the the words of pope, pope francis you really you really even towards your enemies you have to be able to show compassion mm-hmm. jesus tries to teach us to be compassionate loving caring even to our enemies it's it's like like it says here you have to be able to tolerate can you tolerate it enough to actually Show love for your enemy. You could show love to your family. You could show love to your friends, your Avengers, your brothers. But when you're looking eye to eye to someone that's hurt you, yeah. you have to show them compassion. Have that real love deep. Do we have that right now? That's what's sticking out to me right but now. But have so much love to not tolerate evil, yeah. right? So to look your brother in the eye and say, listen, I love you, 
but what you're doing is, is wrong. wrong. We yeah. don't do enough of that, I think, yeah. as no, men. We don't. No, we don't. And, and, and the reason why we don't do it is because the society and people around us are saying, listen, when we call people out, we're the ones that are wrong. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know? You're a, bigot, you're this, you're, you're a yeah. hater. You're a, you're a racist. You're, being you're this. You're being judgmental. Right. You know, look what Jesus did in, in this quote here mm-hmm. in the temple. It sounds like, well, listen, Jesus drove out out of the temple because out of anger but he actually did it out of love, love. right absolutely. look what they were doing in his father's house absolutely and but people don't see the love part all they see is the anger part oh hey i have a right to be angry jesus was angry oh no jesus angry jesus anger was love yeah you know so he couldn't tolerate yes, the evil he could not he could yeah. not no, it's a it, beautiful. beautiful quote. It's a deep quote. And boy, is it appropriate for the topic we're going to talk oh about gosh, today, right? Yeah, so yeah. what are we talking about today? We're talking about, I mean, obviously, we like to talk about things that are happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you're under a rock, right? <laughs> you're, you're not paying attention to anything. You know that what's happening out there is crazy. There's yeah. attacks on everything. Yeah. You know, it looks like to me that the culture right now that we live in is one of attack. Everyone's in attack mode, mm-hmm. right? I want to be a victim so that I can go tell somebody they're hurting me and I want to try and cancel the next person, take down the next person. Like you said, mm-hmm. you say something I disagree with, I'm coming after you, you. Yep. Yeah. right? It's crazy. And I heard a quote the other day. It said that the loud 2% will control the quiet 98% 100% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the world wow. we're living in. So I wanted to I wanted to kind of take what we're living in from a more of a secular world, right? I don't think we're starting to see it start to come and impact the church a little bit, mm-hmm. but when's it coming? And when it comes for the church, and how will it come for the church? What do we have to do to be prepared? That's what I want to talk today yeah. about, Ben. What do you guys think? What are you seeing out there? Well, I think it's it, it kind of like you, you hit right now. You said it's kind of starting to hit the church. I mean, it is as you see what's going on with the statues being torn down and mobs. They, they just burnt the Virgin Mary statue yeah. and in two different states. And I think the, the attack is real because... These angry, there's such anger and like chaos going on that people are just lost and confused. And it's almost, I, I always say this to people we're in a spiritual war. Yeah. This is not a human issue right now, this chaos that we see going on. It's demons versus good. And, and God's church is being attacked because it's holy and pure. And these people that don't agree with it and don't see it that way in the, in the evil side want to tear that down and tear it apart. So they're attacking. It used to be in subtle ways, and now it's just out in the open. It's just a hardcore attacks, and and it's only going to get worse from what it looks like unless we stand up and and persevere with a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, yeah. you know standing up and fighting back, not physically but spiritually speaking. We need to fight back. Do um anybody listen to Tucker Carlson? Love Tucker, right? Yeah. The other day he said, um, "Can you imagine if what's happening to the statues and to our churches?" If they were mosques or synagogues, oh yeah, yeah, right? they'd be all over the all news, over, all over. The they'd media. be called hate Any crimes, media, oh, right? For sure, they would be called hate crimes, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, what would the leaders of the mosques and synagogues be doing right now? They'd be outraged, outraged. They'd be outraged. They'd be leading their people out in the streets to protect their mosques and synagogues. They would so, have a call know? to action for yeah. every for every action. There is a reaction, right? If there was an attack like that on one of those fates, it would be a call to action, and they would be out in flocks. So why are we underground? Why are when we have the yeah, numbers? Our, where's where our, are we? Yeah, what do you yeah. think? So it is? listen, I don't want to make this about our leadership, right? Sure. But but let's let's in all reality, you can't ignore the real things that are being said 
um, Bishop Robert Barron was addressed by Dr. Taylor Marshall. I'm sure you know about this. Mm -hmm. And he asked him, you know, very, he, very simple discussion. And then, of course, Bishop Robert Barron blocked him off of his social media. He said, listen, why aren't you guys out there protecting the church? Bishop Robert Barron said, it's, not, said our, it's, it's not, not our job. job. Yeah, it's, it's a job of the lady. lady. Mm -hmm. Listen, I agree. It's the job of the lady. It's our job to be out there. But we need leadership. Yep. Yeah. We need the bishops or the priests um, to lead us, right? And every good army ha has a leadership. You can't throw an army out there and just say, go fight. They're going to lose the battle. Yeah. We need leadership, right? And I'm not, not to say that in our churches in, in the Chaldean, right, we don't have leadership. We do. Sure. We don't really see these attacks yet on our churches, and I hope we don't. But um, out there, you know, in the real world, man, I, we need the bishops to step up. And Dr. Taylor Marshall has been talking a lot about this. And, you know, his last episode was really about this. Yeah. It was recorded yesterday, I mean, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Christian churches are being attacked. What are we doing about it? Well, we need leadership, certainly. Um, but the other thing is, if you have leaders and no army, what does that do for you? Yeah. And I haven't saying it for a long time, and I feel like it's something God's put in my heart, and it's cheesy. I mean, I've said it so many times that I feel like it's cheesy, but we are in a battle. You just talked about yeah, it, Delore, yep. right? We have to prepare like we're going to war. Mm -hmm. Because, look, what is driving all of this division? What is driving all of this hate? I mean, if you look at some of the things that some of these people are doing, it almost feels like a religion, mm -hmm. right? The way that they're, the, the way that they have their own symbols, right? The, they're kneeling, right? They're, the way that they're operating with such passion yeah. and fervent desire for their 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 ideas their cause, yeah. Yeah. Their, cause. their ideology it, mm -hmm. it feels mm -hmm. like a religion frankly that is a lot stronger mm -hmm. than when i look across at christians yeah we're we're lukewarm sure yeah. they're not yeah right that's actually a good way to put it and so mm -hmm. where's our army where's our people pushing back and as, as men as, as look the four of us are all very active in men's ministry yep. the men listening to this podcast you know if you if you've been to Genesis 4:9 if you have been a part of the ministry at all you know we think it is incredibly important for this reason to build an army what are we doing how are we ready and how do we get there you know on your point of a mission i sent you guys something today one of the examples a man in florida plowed his vehicle into a church while was preparing for mass on a Saturday, poured gasoline in a foyer, then set it on fire, and then they finally caught him, and he said he was on a mission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's and got passion. He's wow. got passion. He's got yeah. passion to be able to do that, but then not to have an appropriate response from the church, some type of lady leader to yeah. step up and say for the faith. That is, that is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. We need to start to man up in in doing the thing that we are supposed to be called to do, and that is being men of the faith. Yep. Yeah. It's time. It's not time for we are seeing examples left and right. It's time. Now you know why we call him Thor. You hear that? You hear yeah, that? that's what I'm talking about. Where is he? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just hang to the sides of the table, guys. I'm sorry. Just, He's listen. got a built-in hammer in his hand. <laughs> listen, we're all men. We're all married. We all have homes. Imagine if somebody comes into your home starts destroying your house, knocks down your door, 
comes into your house. You know, there's, there's, I'm not going to name, there's bishop says, this one bishop said, man, this is, he told, they were, he was asked about all the things going on. And he said, listen, this is just crazy times we're living in. So imagine if somebody comes to your house and tell your son, oh, these are just crazy times we're living in. No, I'm going to protect my house. I'm going to protect my family. I'm not going to say how, but you guys know how I'm going to protect mm-hmm. my family house, just like as you guys would. It's, it's the same, it's the same yeah. idea behind protecting our churches. It's not just about the ter- churches. It's not just about the statues, right? It's about the whole faith in general. It's about all of Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. They're attacking a statue. Sure. One day it's a statue. You know, the next day it's inside of a church. Uh, the next day they desecrate the body and blood of Christ. Um, who knows what this can lead to? You, you bring up the next point I want to talk about, <clears throat> Jeff, is, okay, we look out and we see where we're at now. We see people ramming cars into churches, burning statues of Mary, and that's hard, right? That's really hard to see as, as faithful Catholic men. But you said earlier, Delon, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. How does that manifest? When you say it's going to get worse before it gets better, I have my opinion, but I want to hear from you guys. What do you think's coming? I think it's just going to be more accepted and tolerated and more people are going to jump on this ideology train because, I mean, we need... So, <laughs> I mean, touching on what Jeff touched on, I do think we have a failed hierarchy. Failed, failed hierarchy in, in the whole church as a whole, the Catholic church as a whole. But with that said, that's not an excuse. We need to do our part as men and step up. Just because the hierarchy is not there to lead in the right ways, maybe that... And not all sometimes. of them. We do no, have no, no, a lot no. of good hierarchy. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Especially 100%. in our diocese. Yeah. Amazing. Shout and in other Francis. ones. Uh, Bishop Francis is, <laughs> to me, an, another Fulton Sheen, honestly. Yeah. And, and, and there are other ones. I'm, I'm not trying to call out sure. the whole church. I'm saying there is some failed hierarchy 100%. that has weakened our faith that's why 70% don't believe in the real presence right yeah, yeah. that's a huge failure but we need to look past that and say okay our commitment is to Jesus Christ and his holy church so we need to do what we can in the meantime yeah how do we step up? Because I, I do think it's going to get worse. I don't know the answer to that, Pilar. Well, let me read you while you guys are thinking about that. Let yeah. me read you guys something that Scott Hahn posted. Uh, I think it was today. It's just a quote. I don't. I can't attribute it to him. He posted it. So somebody he posted this. Maybe it was somebody else said it. But it says, and this is think about this in the context of what's happening today. He says, first we overlook evil, then we permit evil, then we legalize evil, hmm. then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who still call it evil. <laughs> A slow wow. exception yeah. of what is happening yeah. to the point where now all of a sudden you're the bad guy. And it goes back to Fulton Sheen's quote, mm-hmm. right? If, if you've lost the moral indignation and the urge to drive the sellers from the temples, you've also lost the living fervent love of the truth, right? We have to be willing to stand up and throw... The table's over. Well, what does Father Larry Richards say, like Jeff brought up about if someone broke into your house? Yeah. Yeah. Father Larry says, you need to be the protector of your household. Mm-hmm. Our church is our home. Yeah. And we need to stand there and say, you need to get through me to get to them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So they, so being true men means we need to stand up and stand up for the church ourselves and say, even if it means engaging in just conversation for now with people, that's one tactic is like engaging with people in a loving way and trying to bring them around to the truth. Sometimes doesn't get you anywhere, but you persevere. That's what Christ does. He perseveres. He perseveres. Yeah. Not everyone listened to his message. Yeah. You got to preach the truth no matter who's listening. Well, we have to, I mean, if you look at this quote, first we overlook evil. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And I think if you say, 
as men, we're not going to overlook evil anymore. We're not going to say, oh, well, that's okay. You do what you do. I'll do what I do, and we'll leave each other alone. I mean, that's the first step in this chain where then it ends up. Good point. We're the bad guys for calling it evil. Well, listen, Pilar, the reason why a lot of men, I'm going I'm to just use men in general, are overlooking evil, they don't want to be persecuted. I don't have time for this. I got work. I got family. I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be persecuted. I'm practicing my faith. I'm fine. I'm raising my family fine. Leave me alone. I'm good. I have a comfortable life. And really, Christianity is not about comfort. We've, you know, never, we've never been promised never, comfort. No. The 12 apostles were no. not comforted. No. Jesus told them, go out and preach. But little did he tell them what they're going to encounter. Everyone right? would be killed. Every single one. one, except for you know uh, St. John. But um, I just think we're too comfortable. Mm -hmm. you know, And we're used to this comfortable life. And come home, we eight hours, nine hours at work. And, you know. Uh, Keep your head down. Hope the mob doesn't show up. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. but, the, but look what that, look. And the results of that is look what's happening to the churches. And then here's the look thing. Look what's happening to Christianity. And, and what I think we're all talking about is the mob's coming to our door. Oh, yeah. for sure. Right? And are we willing, as men in the community, in our faith, to give it all up? Yeah. Right? Because look, I'll be honest with you, right? I, I keep my head down. I have a job. I have a family to support. I don't want that disrupted because, oh, I've just got an opinion that someone's not going to like it. The next thing you know, they're going to go talk to my boss about it and, and I'm going to lose clients over it. I don't want to deal with any of that nonsense. I got kids to feed. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, and, and that's legit. That's I mean, legit. That's legit. You know, family is important. You have kids, you have this, you have that. You do have yeah. to think about those things. Um, but, but, but to what end? Like, where, where does that? Where does that? Where does that too much? Right? Where do I have to say no? I can't lose uh, a moral indignation. Yeah. For, and I have to draw. I, I can't. I can't tolerate evil. And so when that shows up by my door, I'm going to be faced with a choice. You men will be faced with a choice. Everybody listening to this at some point could be faced with a choice. Where do I stand true to my faith, or do I try and hide and let the mob pass and hope they don't come for me? Yeah. And just kind of blend in. But then you're ignoring evil which all of a sudden you see the path it takes us on. Look, at the end of the day, you're at the end of the day you have to categorize yourself as one of the 12 apostles. Right. When Jesus was at the cross, 10 abandoned him, one betrayed him, and one stood at the foot of the cross. At the end of the day, are you the 10? Are you the one that betrayed him or are you the one that stood with him? The only way to categorize yourself. One of the 3, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the 3, you know, and unfortunately, look, uh, Judas betrayed Jesus, Jesus, right? And there's a lot that have done that, whether it's laity, whether it's hierarchy. But at the end of the day, Jesus resurrected and, and you know, he conquered evil. So we, we do have that assurance that evil will be conquered. But in the meantime, we can't just brush it under the rug and say, Jesus got this. Mm -hmm. He does. But man, we're his... We're his soldiers. Yeah. We're his army, yeah, man. Right. We're on the front need, line. Right. And he has equipped us. Right. We sure. just got to bring them tools out and use them. And that's the thing. How do we do that? Well, we've yeah. been given a promise that the never will, will never prevail against it. right? Yeah. We know how this battle ends. Yeah. The question, though, is what side of the battle will we be on when it's all said and done? Yeah. Did we stand up, right, and say we were going to fight on the right side? Or for comfort's sake, yeah. did we duck? And bet not betray, but maybe run, maybe yeah. hide. Like the, like the 10. Yeah. You know? Exactly. They didn't betray Jesus, but they're like, hey, man, 
I, I don't want nothing to I'm, do with I'm, this. Yeah, right, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared. And, I'm and scared. Peter denied him. Yeah, right? three so times. He didn't, just, he didn't just hide. He said, I don't know this man. Yeah. Right? That that question, I have a feeling, is coming for all of us faithful, yeah, strong Catholic men. So how do we prepare for that moment? Maybe guys? who do you say that I am, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's the question Jesus is asking us. And yeah. who do we say that he is to others? Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, it's important to look at. I, I mean, it's something I... I try to think of every day. Sometimes I get wrapped up even in like politics and I get so wrapped up that sometimes I've had to talk to opposing political views, I'm not going to say what they are, that tell me, hey, you know, you're, you're saying this, saying that. And I said, you know what? Let me take a step back. I'm a Christian first. Whatever I'm spilling out to you is because of my Christianity. Because sometimes you can get wrapped up in other things, but I think just when Jesus says, who do you say that I am? We need to remember that Jesus has to be first in our lives. And if he is first in our lives, we're willing to lay it all down. I mean, I, I, I can't answer, because I guess I've never been in this scenario to that extent that you're saying, and I do feel like that can happen. Yeah. Where they're coming to the door and we have to make that decision. My heart is telling me that I'll do anything and die for Christ and his church. You know, I guess it would, it would have but, to be but, in the moment. But right? practically in the moment. I, I'll right. be honest, I'm scared of what oh, I would do. Oh, of course, do. yeah. Especially right? thinking of my wife and kids. Yeah. So I think we've got to look at, like you said, you know, what do we? What, so I asked the question, what do we have to do to prepare? And you know, you kind of, you kind of touched on. Well, we we've got to show people that we're that Christ is first in our life, right? Because oh. I agree with you. If we feel with with as much fervent energy as that guy who drove a car through a church mm-hmm. that Christ is first in my life, then it's an easy decision. It is. If we're lukewarm when that call comes, it's a very yeah. tough decision. Very tough. If you're more tied to the comfort than you are to your faith. And to your relationship with Jesus, I actually can tell you not only is it a hard conversation, I can tell you how that ends yeah. for you. Yeah. Look, Father Father Raid in, in Iraq, when yeah. those when the, the ISIS came to him leave the church and he said, I'm not leaving the church, man. And he every time I think we're in battle, I think of him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, what what courage. What Amazing. faith, what Amazing. bravery, what a man I get to, 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 to say, I'm not leaving the church. Knowing what was going to happen. He knew he, was, knew. he, knew he was going to die, yeah. but he knew that not only would his death <clears throat> uh, bring about goodness in the church, but he knew that he would be in eternity with our Lord. I think, too, one of the points you're saying, what, what can we do to prepare right, yeah. is, is truly reflect on the saints that are out there that have always been fighting for us and perfect examples of martyrs that have been there saying, I'm not going to leave my church. The, the pure foundation of the saint, St. Joseph, purest man you're going to find, most yeah. quiet, most, most, most representative of being a man, yeah. being a protector of a family, right? It, you know, for me, that, that pure representation Yes, there's a fear that if I'm in the moment, what am I going to do if I have to put my life in front of the church? But I am trusting in St. Joseph to guide me to be able to say, I will defend. St. Joseph, a great example, right? He's just saying that because his name's Joseph. He's a little, yeah, he's a little he's biased that, for being completely I, I am a little biased. Yeah. I'm sure if I could equip him with a Thor hammer, it would be great, too. Listen, he was a carpenter. 100% he had a Thor hammer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he used a Thor hammer. He just didn't yeah, call it a Thor right. hammer. Yeah, yeah. Thor actually has a Joseph hammer. That's what we yeah. have. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. But Joseph is a great example right, of a man with total faith. God is first in his life. Wakes up in the middle of the night with a dream. Leaves everything. Yeah. Drops everything. 
everything. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things we need to do as men to prepare, if I'm really reflecting, I'm talking to myself mm-hmm. first here, is we have to not only make Christ first in our life, but it has to come also with a healthy detachment of the comforts. Mm-hmm. Because if our lives, and I'm guilty of this, our lives become about comforts. I spent the first seven minutes of this podcast talking about a pool, yeah. right? My life was about comforts, then I, every decision I make is gonna be driven by achieving those comforts. And it's something we got to check ourselves all the time if we're going to prepare. Yeah. I think the Lord is, your pool is green because I think the Lord is trying to detach you from your <laughs> he pool. Is, he is. He's not, working. Yeah, He's not working. working. Or what the Lord is saying, you need to spend more time with the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's not a coincidence that my pool is clearer than the Hulk showed up and it turned green. green. Okay? My, pool is, my pool is angry. David, David and ever since you do to the my pool's been angry, it's been green. Jeff's been so happy and he's been normal wow, color. I don't think I don't know what's happening here. That's how Jarvis drops wisdom. You talk about saints. I mean, my the guy, my, my go-to, St. Paul. I mean, mm, yeah. the guy wrote a majority of the New Testament. And right. from what he came from, from, from persecuting and killing Christians to seeing the light, seeing Christ, having an encounter with Christ, yeah. transforming his life over to such an extent that he didn't care what town he went in. He went to the pagans. He went to Rome. He went to everywhere and had no fear to go in front of all these pagan beliefs and preach Jesus loud and proud. And I think of like St. John the Baptist, the courage these men had yeah. to go up and, and in the face of adversity and not back down. Speak the yeah. truth. And speak the truth. And they didn't back down. They said it louder and prouder and with more courage, knowing what was going to happen. St. Paul speaks how much what he knows what's gonna, what they're going to do to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he how, just takes it on. How about joy not, not just, joy. Yeah, not just pagans. He's talking to his own Jewish his own community. Jews, right. the, 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 the faith that he believed. That, that's a good point. He's telling yeah. them you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine going now like say, saying, hey, Christianity is wrong. Like he's going yeah. into their own faith and telling them, Gee, listen, yeah. you guys got it wrong. And he was Jesus one of their warriors. Is, yeah, you know? Jesus <laughs> is the fulfillment of Judaism, man. Wow. And, you know. But when you got objective truth, yes. right, you can find that strength. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. You talked about Joseph. You talked about John the Baptist. You talked about St. Paul. What was they had in common? They didn't care if people hated them. No, they didn't. No, they, they didn't did care if people hated them for yeah. speaking the truth. No. Right? Can we say that? I mean, guys, I'll be honest with you. We've been guarded on this podcast a little bit. We, yeah. The last 32 minutes, right? We still don't know if DeLon's a Democrat or Republican. I bet you we do know. <laughs> but he won't say it out loud, right? Yeah. I've been guarded. We're guarded because we're afraid. America. America. That obviously, <laughs> the guy bleeds red. <laughs> but, but we're guarded, right? Why are we guarded? Because we're afraid. We're afraid of what's going to come to us. We're afraid of people hating us. We're afraid of the comments we get on the podcast. Can you believe Pilar said that? Mm-hmm. We are. It's in the back of our head if we're honest with ourselves. And if we really are going to truly say, no, St. Paul's my man. He wasn't afraid. Yeah. The Hulk ain't afraid. No, listen, no. if we speak truth, we should not be afraid. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if if we're up here just blabbering and saying whatever sure. and against the church and this, no, no, yeah, we should be afraid. But if we're speaking the truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Catholic church, mm-hmm. right, the apostolic succession that we have, there is no reason to be afraid. Yep. Right? There really isn't. Are we afraid maybe, you know, a social status? Listen, yeah. That's not going to get us into heaven. It might cost us comfort, right? But it won't cost us salvation. And the only way you'll make that choice, and you said it perfectly, is really alone is, is because I choose Jesus as number one. Number one. Number one. And the comforts I'm detached from. You know, one one thing I've always discerned on for for you know twelve years in the faith now, and just talking to others and like just gaining a lot of knowledge and wisdom is is I, I always think Jesus gave two commandments, and I feel like 
the biggest preach thing is love one another as he loved us, which is extremely important. But then everyone skips over the first commandment. Yeah. He said, I'll give you two commandments to yeah. follow. One, love me with all your mind, power, yeah. and soul. Yeah. Second, love one another. Everyone's like, love one another, love one another. I'm like, yeah, for sure. You're yeah, right. That's yeah. a second. What was the first? Yeah. Love That's why God. people say yeah. like, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. It's not good enough to be good anymore. This is about being holy and soldiers of Christ, yeah. ready to die driving for the to Driving to sainthood. We're, we're, we're called to be saints. At yes, the end of the are. day, we're called to be saints. Being a good exactly. person is yeah. not going to no. get you into heaven. No, it's not. Sorry, everybody listening. Right. Being a good person does not get you into Sorry, heaven. Sorry, if you think you have an action item list that you think this is your ticket to heaven and you can yeah. be lukewarm, that's not the time and it's yeah. not going to get you into heaven. Our no. faith is so deep. It's Jesus so would rich. be a liar if, if we yeah. said otherwise. Yeah, right? Yeah. Our faith is so complicated, but it's it so is. simple. It is. It comes down to it's just that. Two, two. two commandments. Right. Everything that are in the Summa is how long, Jeff? Oh. <laughs> right? It's, it, two sentences. I don't know, man. <laughs> right? It comes down to two commandments yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's not that hard. No. It's not that hard to understand. It's incredibly hard to live out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It really is. And Jesus, so John 15, 18 and 19. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world... It would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of this world. That is why the world hates you. Jesus' words. You do not belong to the world, man. We don't belong here. We don't. We're here to defend the truth. We're here to defend the faith. We're here to tell people who Jesus Christ is. We're here to preach the gospel, and we're done. We're done, man. Yeah. Yeah, in the time that we have. And it's in our own way. Jesus has a way for us to communicate that whether it's whether it's hulk and his spirituality whether it's pilar and his knowledge whether it's captain america knowing how to just bring it all together whether it's examples of life jesus has a way for us to start to defend and communicate how how he is represented in us yeah right And, and i think we need to call people more to be able to do that start to give those examples of how jesus is inside you yeah. yeah. No, if you look at look at the culture we live in, this cancel culture, right, so so to speak, is what yeah. people talk about. Look at the people who push back. You look at guys who are super famous, they've got all the money in the world, they don't care. I don't care what you think of me. Go ahead and cancel me. Well, those people don't care because they're already set, right? Yeah. It's hard for the working man to step up because he's afraid. I gotta feed my family. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. But think about what we're really saying. The guy who doesn't care is the guy who you can't. You can't take away his possessions. You can't take away his things, right? So for us, if we don't, if we can detach from the stuff, and we don't care if we lose everything, I don't care if you take it because that's the only leverage they have. Listen, we're being cautious, we're being quiet because we're afraid we'll lose everything. Right. But what we've been talking about this entire thirty-eight minutes is if we don't care if I lose everything tomorrow, how easy will it be for me to stand up and tell the truth? Yeah. Because you have no leverage. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to speak the truth. Take take my job, take my money, take everything from me, take my home. What do I care? Yeah, God will provide. I'll figure it out. I'm not abandoning him. Yeah, right. I mean Jesus tells us in John 15 that statement right there. He already is telling us that the world hates you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why the world hates you. If the world loves you, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, hundred yeah. percent. So um, that's a great points, man. I I, just, I think we should, you know, just as men, you know, and, and like Jesus, people say, hey, you Christians, aren't you guys supposed to be meek? Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be meek, but not weak. Right. There's a difference, right. you know? Absolutely. I mean, we, we, sh- we should stand up for the truth, stand up for the faith at any time we can, regardless of the cost. And like Pilar said, and, and Pilar, he... he, he 
I, can't, I don't want to say this on the show, but he inspires me a little bit. He's lying. Because no matter what, you know, he has so much faith in God. You know, like even throughout all his, you know, through his marriage time and any hardships he's come, you know, he just doesn't worry about it. He's like, God will take care of it. And sure, he sure enough does. He has. And you know what? This is just one more thing that God will take care of if anything should happen to us, whether it's a job or whether it's finances. And, you know, I think if we're out there defending the truth, defending the faith, God has our back. I, he does. Amen. You know, we shouldn't be afraid of anything. We're right. We, we got to all be ready, man. This yeah. is a real war and we got to be ready. We're fighting a battle. Yeah. Uh, boys, this has been a fantastic conversation. Delone, Joe, or I should say Captain America, Thor, thank you for joining us. I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. Buddy. If you heard the banging, that was the Thor. When he gets fired up, he can't help himself. <laughs> the hammer hits the table every time. So thank you guys for joining us. Thanks We're wrapping up this. As we wrap up this episode, we always like to leave it with, you know, do not forget, you are... Your brother's keeper. Amen. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Until next time. And please don't forget to subscribe to our uh, podcast. You can get us on Apple, Apple Podcasts. You can get us on the Google Play Store for podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Subscribe. Leave a comment. We're on SoundCloud. Rate us. Get the word out. We want as many people listening to this message as we can. You've been listening to an ECRC Martoma Productions podcast. To learn more about ECRC and our programs, visit us at ecrc.us.